This is Alpha from House Made of Dawn and Grim Crow. You want the best? You got the best. The hottest podcast in the world. Backstage with Spike. I have tried to fight this for as long as I can. Who is that? It seems to help and no one understands. I have tried to mend this broken bridge, but it's only left us more unhinged. I have tried to save my peace, trying to make you really understand. But it all seems so pointless now, the way we left it in the Ogolo's Pizza, we are pizza. I'll get it together, I promise. You are pizza? <laughs> yeah, we are pizza. I gotta say it. Hey, welcome backstage with Spike, episode 101. We are on the other side of 100, finally. And I am with my boy, one of my, my favorite guitarists. I am here with Meds from Demon Scar. Brother, what's, what's happening? Up? What's going on? Episode 101. 101, awesome. baby. I told you I, <laughs> I wanted to have you it. on. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, this will probably last, I don't know, 14, 15 episodes, and is he bored with it? You were optimistic, uh, run man. Run out of ideas, but it turns out the thing's huge. It's I was huge. a stockbroker. I was shorting myself at five. I can't believe that it's up to this, uh, you know, 101. Um, I'll be honest with you, though, too. A couple of times, like, uh, I get kind of like, uh, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Even though mm-hmm. it was getting popular and doing well, it's like, it's a lot of work. And I'm like, eh. you know, I used to originally up to the first 10 or 15, I was doing two a week. Then for yeah, the past, I remember like, they yeah, coming out quick in the yeah. beginning. And then like for Hard the next like, next like 60 of them, I was doing one a week. Now I'm like, you know what? Eh, maybe once every three or four weeks sounds, sounds about right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not easy putting together like a weekly podcast with it's all the not. production that goes into it and you want to add in the right like uh like sound bites and like the appropriate music <laughs> like adam There's hyman so says my thoughts and burps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's if i was doing it live it's no big deal you just record it and it goes out and that's the end of it you know it's just yeah i'm too old to figure out how to even do it like everybody's like you should do it like you know on youtube like make a video of it and i'm like yeah i don't know i gotta get a camera and plug it in that's too much fucking work yeah, yeah, that's what Nick's doing with his uh, yes. with his true true crime podcast thing, that the Primal Scream thing. Yeah, and then he sends sends me the audio the next day, and then I try to like spruce it up with a few little like jingles in there just to give it some energy, right? For, like, right. The audio listeners, but yeah, that's yeah, so much work. Like, yeah. you, I can't believe you still have this going, <laughs> and <Yeah>. the music. <laughs> well, alcohol helps, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but Nick, I mean, I'm glad he's doing it. It's awesome. Um, we were talking him and I, and he's like, oh, you got to come on the show. I'm like, dude, hey, anytime, you know, I'm, I'm there, I'll do it. But, um, you know, he might get tired too. It's just, it becomes a grind. Like anything else, like you guys know, we're doing the music, you know? 
yeah, it just we just keep going and going and going until it's no longer fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I have to ask you now. So now you got a new side project called Unhealed, and you put out one song so far, um, and it's it's incredible. It's so, you know, it's it's heavy, like you know, like Demon Scar, but it's not. It's a little bit different. It's a different vein, and I love it. Um, it's just something you've been thinking about doing for a while now. Yeah, it's, I guess for the last few years, uh, there's been a bunch of riffs, like I'll throw down, I'll put it on to, uh, you know, like put it in a Reaper, right. and I'll be like, oh, this isn't really Scarish, it's not Demon Scarish, and I'll send it to Nick, and Nick will be like, no, I love this song, let's let's make this a Demon Scarish song. <laughs> right, so like, I was thinking about doing like kind of a guitar album for a while, which like would be, uh, I guess, a little bit heavier than, right. than Demon Scar, because uh, with Demon Scar stuff, or even though our stuff is can be out there it's not for everybody it's heavy like it does at the end of the day have like a hook to it yes. in a way yes and like nick's big on that with like the like lyrics and the melody where he just you know he likes like that old pop punk um you know catchiness right to it and i and i just wanted this just to be like just relentless non-stop you know short songs but just like like punching in the teeth in the face over and over again for those two or three minutes irreverent <laughs> like you and yeah, i talked right? about before about you know we gotta it's gotta get mean and nasty and dirty you know it's what everybody wants now evil yeah yeah it's, it's evil and again the irony is i don't consider myself to be at all <laughs> right right evil and brutal like on the outside <laughs> well, it's, a, it's, you, it's you quiet guys that are ones everybody's got to watch out for you know what I'm <laughs> no i was gonna say not a joke like not all of us are gonna like go in there and have some like total breakdown in public or something but, yeah but it, that that funny that funny saying george carlin used to say he's like no, you always you always worried about the quiet guys, but what about the guy that's slamming the bar at the end of the bar with the machete? Shouldn't you be concerned about that guy? <laughs> yeah, I think we should give. I think our antenna should go up about him, <laughs> right? But yeah. what's what's amazing though too is, um, I couldn't believe that you singing. Yeah, I don't. You can't. I can't call it singing. I was just, <laughs> you know, yeah. Half that stuff out there ain't singing any anyway. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it's raw and it fits what you would with that. I mean, I only heard the one song so far, and you know, yeah. Enemy of Peace, and it's brutal. It's awesome, and I said it in a good way. It was raw. It was just it fit perfectly. If you tried singing yeah. that proper, it would have ruined the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's 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 what I was thinking too. I'm like, let me just get it all from the diaphragm and just unleash it the best that I can. Cause I, I have no training in that. And then, right. And my, my ear is not even that good with like matching voice to tones and all of that stuff and getting the right notes. Right. So I'm like, let me just see if I can get this out as like aggressively as I can. And, and I think it would fit the mood. Now, I, did I you, think it does. Did you hurt but, your voice at all doing it? Uh, I don't think so. All I right, think cool. maybe that might've been like two takes. Oh, okay. Maybe I probably just doubled it. Right. I'm like, let me, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't even really have like the, the lyrics and the melody totally said, I just kind of just, I had some words down. I'm like, well, let's, let me just go for it and <laughs> just see how it, how it comes out and then you play with it in the mixing, uh, software and you know, what you get is what you get. I mean, a lot of the criticism I got on the song was that like, you know, like I love the guitars, the drums and the bass, but the, it was hard to connect with like the vocals, which like aren't upfront enough. And I and I and I get that, but I was also going for that style. 
Yeah, yeah, like, I get it. Just being a bigger, big as a big fan of like Motorheads, like the yeah. the vocals always kind of like sit back, and it's like it's the instruments that are driving the song. Right. But I don't know. That's just me. So the know. criticism, <laughs> though, wasn't so much on your vocal ability. It was as far as your vocal in the mix, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was in the, yeah, that's what people were saying. Right. But okay. I, I, w- I would understand cri- the criticisms on the ability as well. That's perfectly <laughs> okay, too. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, I, and again, this is coming from a guy who has his own fucking talk show here. I hate the sound of my voice, dude. I think when I play shit back, I think I sound like a fucking jerk. And I totally can relate. <laughs> I, I, you know, and it's like, I'll send like, you know, my singer, I'll send like, you know, uh, me singing as like a reference, you know, and I'm like, don't make fun of me. Don't make fun of me. And people like, you know, my, my son who records with me and my singers and, you know, my wife, she's like, you're not that bad. It's, it's not anything worse than that's out there. I'm like, I sound retarded. They're like, no, you don't. In my head, though, I feel like I sound like total ass. And I just don't feel confident doing it. I also feel like if I'm in my studio, like, screaming my head off, that, like, people walking by outside or, like, you know, people in my house could hear me and I feel, like, intimidated, so I hold back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, yeah. That's... Remember, like, the first time stepping up to the mic, just even do, like, back in vocals in mm-hmm. the studio in front of people. Right. It's, right. Now I'll uh, I'll drive out I'll drive I'll come out the Long Island with you guys hang out pick up your guitar and jam I got no problem with my confidence in playing the guitar you know what I'm saying but to sing uh uh-uh. uh I get like so shy. Just the other day where I was hanging out with my sister and and uh, I was like oh Sugar Ray is playing at playing at this park that we just played mini golf at and she's <laughs> right. like who's that. I'm like, you know, Sugar Ray. They're the one with that song goes, I just want to fly. Uh, yeah, and she's yeah, like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> That's well, how old is your sister like, now? Uh, she's like uh, 30-ish, I guess. What she should know who that is by now. 20s. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like a very like well-known you know, song. Right, right. <laughs> From the early, late 90s or whatever it was. Right. But, uh. But once I had to try to like mimic like the melody with my voice, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, I don't care how drunk you get me. I won't do karaoke neither. I will not do that stuff. No way. No, I just, I'm I so shy and embarrassed. Yeah, I've never been a fan of karaoke. Nope. I think the, the last thing I might have tried was like a bright side or something like that. <laughs> just made a fool of myself. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that's also the point. It yeah, is, I but I see. But that's I spent my whole life not making. I spent my whole life making sure I don't look like the fool. So right. I'm not gonna get up there now and start, you know, you know, I'm doing that shit because I, I always spent my whole life trying to be the cool one. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's so. That's always been my goal in life too. Just you, you don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> my father, God rest his soul, he had his saying: "It's better to be silent and thought the fool." than to speak and remove all doubt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly. And then the next thing is like, it's funny. It's like, like my lyrics, my wife, the other day, she's like, how do you come up with like your ideas for your lyrics? I'm like, why? She's like, because some of the stuff that you write is pretty like fucked up. She goes, I never been married 35 years. I don't know. you. Th- how do you even think like this? I'm like, what? You don't watch horror movies. You don't watch this shit. You know, that's all I'm thinking of, you know? 
Yeah, you're telling a story. It's not like right, but she wants to know how do I get that fantasy or anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she wants to know. First of all, that's what she wants to make sure of that it's not a fantasy. And then, especially you know, when I did uh, Cemetery Girl, she's like, "So, what was your inspiration for that?" I'm like, "Uh, "Don't pass." (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not going to (laughs) say. I know. I I feel like Nick's been big on that lately because of the attention he's been getting with uh, like the serial killers and true crime and right. You know, people put pressing him on that to like every interview he has to say. Yeah, not a fan of serial killers. <laughs> like <laughs> what they've done. But, yeah, right. He's <laughs> telling his stories, like stating like facts that we know that the public's public information. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I think that's why. And him and I spoke about this on the 100th episode about how you and him are like a yin and a yang, you know, and you balance one another out, which is pretty cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes it work. Because <laughs> if it was, like, if we were both me or both him, like, it, <laughs> both him, nothing would get done. For both me, we'd be the most uninteresting, like, <laughs> band on the planet. Yeah, so. you're the voice of reason, and, you know, he's got no moral compass, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it's like some other bands, you know, I talk with them, and, you know, we have a lot of private conversations and they're like, I don't understand why we're not connecting with people. We're not. And I'm like, because you guys are too far gone. You're too far on one right. side, whether it's the mm-hmm. left or the right. You know what I'm saying? Political, horror, sexual, whatever it is. You guys are like fucking out there, man. It's like you become it's like you're like weirdos. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and your yes. group becomes really niche, really small. You know, it's like, um. I'm going to sell shoes. Okay, everybody in the free world wears shoes. But I'm going to sell shoes. Uh, I'm going to sell sneakers only. Okay, cool. So now you went down to only people that wear sneakers. But I'm going to sell high-heeled sneakers. I mean, how many, you know, it's like you go down that road and now you're painting yourself into a corner and your audience gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And they're like, they can't figure out. They're like, why why they're not like hitting it off? I'm like, you guys got some good songs and some good shit. but your views, what you're pointing out there, you're like a bunch of fucking weirdos. You got to cool it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the music, like, we like, I mean, we're happy to be as welcoming as possible to, like, all sides of the spectrum. We don't care. Like, if you dig the music, you like the riffs, you like what we're doing, that's amazing. I don't care what your views are, really. But that's, you know what, though, not to cut you off, but to, to, to find my point more, and I don't want people to get mad at me, um, if that's where you want to go, cool. But then you can't right. cry and complain that nobody's listening. That's what I'm trying to get. At. Like what you just said is true. Like, you know, if I want to write about, you know, necrophilia all the fucking time, well, that's what I want to write about. But then you can't sit there and go, nobody likes my songs about, you know, me having sex with dead people. <laughs> well, dude, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Yeah, like the other day, uh, uh, we were texting, like, the Demon Scar, our group chat, and uh, Nick was like, I can't believe it. He's like, right now, within a 10-mile radius, there's three Journey tribute bands that are yes. playing, like, the biggest <laughs> venues. I saw that. And not just tribute bands, like, very specific Journey tribute bands. <laughs> yeah. And Nick's like, and, and he said, like, and I know, we all know, it. it's like, you know, Demon Scar is not for everybody. That's a fact. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because they, they were playing like the biggest venue. like one of them was playing at like the venue that judas priest plays at when they come around here like <laughs> right right another one's playing at the venue that uh, uh that you have um you know like dan ziggle play at <laughs> right right so it's like, well, it's like nope, i mean i know your area i mean i'm a little older than you and there was you know speaks of long island 
was a really popular club and all these other places, Februaries and all this shit. And, you know, the cover bands, you know, if you played cover songs, you got paid two, three hundred bucks back in the 80s and you played in front of 150 people and you made money and had fun. If you wanted to right. play originals, you played on a Monday night in front of maybe 15 of your fucking friends and you got paid nothing. You know, you paid the sound exactly. guy and you paid the guy to make a video of you. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. So you have to say to yourself, well, I want to play originals. I want to do my, I want to do my music only. All right. Then you got to stand by your convictions and do it. Yep. Got to do it because it's fun. But yeah, <laughs> but the guys back then they were playing, you know, Van Halen and they were playing Journey mm-hmm. and all that shit. And, you know, uh, Def Leppard and these guys were making, you know, they suck, but they were making $300 a fucking night in front of 150 people. Because for the most part, people back then, you know, now I think people really want to hear indie music. I think people are tired of a lot of like established shit want to hear something new. But back then, you know, this, you know, 16 to 21 year olds. They wanted to hear the shit that they knew. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to hear Iron Maiden. They wanted to hear Judas Priest. They didn't want right. to hear your fucking crap. So if exactly. anything, you played, you know, 10 songs in your set. Maybe you peppered three of your originals in there and hopefully they tolerated it, you know? Right. Yeah, it's hard to like build and then cultivate your fan base. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the amount, and you know, like the amount of hours that I've had to spend on, you know, Twitter, X, whatever, Instagram. Yeah. Just to show people that you care about them, then they start caring about you, and, right. it, and it's like a daily thing. You have to keep making connections. It's a grind. With the community. Yeah. Yep. It's a grind. It's but it's fun too. It's like oh yeah, I just won that person over. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're a fan, and I truly enjoy like, it though. I I enjoy you know you know so and so you know got a new kitten. You know what I'm saying that's cool. You know yeah. it's cool. You know and by the way, your kitten's awesome, and you know I got a new song out. You know if you could check it out, and then they retweet it. It, again, it's just, it's networking is what it comes down to, really. Absolutely, it's, it's economically ir- irrational. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I guess as as somebody that wants to create and has like you, know, you just want to make art, I guess I don't actually I don't I don't really consider this art. By the way, I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> you just want to make your music, make the riffs. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like that. That's that's like the reward. That that is the reward is, uh, yeah. is being just being able to make it. It ain't it ain't the penny we get for every eight streams. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So listen, I want to play your side project, and we're going to talk about this more when we come back. Unhealed is okay. your side project, okay? And yep. you only got one song out so far. It's called Enemy of Peace. What could you tell me about this song before we play it? Enemy of Peace. Well. Enemy of Peace. It, it's it's hard to say what it's specifically been inspired by <laughs> lyrically, right. but it's uh, it's not all just you know like uh, just saying it's uh, you know anger. Uh, it's not like violence like outwardly, but right. it's a it's a lot of it has to do with becoming more internally peaceful. Okay, and and the things that prevent that from occurring on some level, but also you know when you're just living in a in a world where you're reading the papers and the headlines day to day, like that's some, like some of that influence does creep in right. uh, here and there, but I don't know what the heck this song is about. <laughs> it just <laughs> all I know cool. is it fucking rips. That's all I care. All about. I know is that riff. I, I really love that riff. I'm like, Oh, maybe I should have yeah. used that one for Demon's car. It's cool. But I, <laughs> I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you dig it. Oh, totally. We're going to play it right now. Enemy of peace. Check this out and fucking turn it up. 
That's what I wanted to ask you before we get too far gone. We're talking about Zach Wild, and you and I are like we're geeks as far as like equipment goes. What do you think? Or I, I, do you have any interest in like Zach Wild's guitar line? Um, I a couple times I almost like I think the first time I saw Zach Sabbath uh, play like the Gramercy in New York. It's probably 2017. It was the first time I saw his guitars out there, and they were. They were selling them at the show, and I'm like, "Oh, really? Should, should I just get that purple one?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was a lot of money, but uh, yeah, it was before like I had to pay for daycare, so I'm like, should I get it? <laughs> but I didn't go for it. I feel like I don't know. If, uh, I feel like the, to me, I never picked one up, never played it. But the frets just look really a little bit wider than like I'd want them to be. Okay. I don't know if it's. Um, uh, you know, if it's like a eye trick or something, because it's got like the uh, the large like square in it, like the pearl. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. About? yeah. The inlays, yeah, yeah. The inlays just look huge to me, and I'm like, I feel like the neck's not going to be you know as comfortable as I'd want it to be. But I've never right. actually played one, but um, I can see them being decent. But I got too many guitars. I don't. I don't want any more guitars. <laughs> I <laughs> I had a long time ago. Um, and I remember playing it at a guitar center. I bought the Zach Wilde Epiphone Les Paul. Um, That's the one to have. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Now, it's the regular Les Paul, not the one with the extra wiggly horn. It's the original one with the bullseye on it. It was like ivory yeah. and black bullseye uh, with the gold hardware. Um, this has got to be, shit, 2000, 2001. It was before I had my motorcycle accident. I remember that. Uh, I paid like 750 bucks for it. It was, you know, an Epiphone Deluxe top of the line one is 750 bucks. I also played the Gibson Zach Wilde, which was like $2,800 at the time. And this was just as good or better. It was the most nice. incredible guitar I ever owned. I must have had it for three years until this day. I swear to God, I wish I never, ever, ever sold it. When uh, I moved to Florida, I sold off all my shit. I was like, I'm done with music. I'm done with all this shit. We're uh, relocating. No. I'm done. I should have never sold it. You suck. I am interested. I don't know what it's called, but he has one that he's got one that looks like an SG. Mm-hmm. And it's got the target on it too. It's like that's when I would, yeah, get. Yeah. I would definitely get that. And I, I think it's like maybe like sixteen or seventeen hundred. I don't know, but I'm like, again, I can't. To me, I don't like spending over twelve hundred. After yeah, that, reasonable. I start getting uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and even if getting getting to a thousand, that's a huge deal. <laughs> oh yeah, especially don't come in a case. Even it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you put it in a shopping bag for me when I buy? Like you know what I'm saying? You don't get anything. It's like you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I think the last, I don't know, what was the last guitar I bought? Oh, it might have been the, I I never owned a Strat. Yes, yes, you bought the Strat. Yeah, so I was on reverb and I'm like, well, if I'm going to get a Strat, like it has to be the Wayne's World Strat. And like, I was, I was not going to (laughs) compromise on that. And then uh, one day, like the Wayne's World 2 strat popped up that like has it like it's on like has it on the nameplate on the back so yeah yeah real too it only made a like a i guess a few hundred or whatever it was at the time right and it's really hard to find them and they weren't that expensive just a mexican strat and uh i love it it's kind of like my daily like if i gotta pick up a guitar quick i just grab that one but uh i know you got the tony iomi sg you don't play that out though too much i never see it in your videos you know do, i do that's you like my it? Ba- it's, I do. It's like a back pocket guitar. Right. Like, if I ever end up in a Sabbath tribute band, that'll be my guitar. (laughs) 
Like if it, it's always like a thought. Like it's, it's, med Sabbath. You, med you, know, you know, I don't. I don't like. I don't like tribute band. I like the idea of being in a tribute band. But if I, if it ever came down to it, if a perfect opportunity happened, like hey, we right. need an Iommi for that. Okay, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, I can totally. It's like it's funny because I was thinking about getting it myself, and then people are like, well, you know, you look like you know, black. No, it's just it's cool, man. It's in black SG with the cross inlays. It's fucking cool. It's an awesome guitar. It, it came with. Uh, he signed the certificate of authenticity, which I think is awesome. Right. Um, it's got these. It's got his signature um, pickups in there, which are great. Um, if, I mean, not that. Are they active? Is there a battery in that or no? No, they're they're not. They're passive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it there's a little bit of vibration on the neck, but that's. I think I could fix that up if I just you know, set it up properly. Right. But I just haven't gotten around to it. It just sits in its case most of the time. I, I but I like having. I'm glad I have it. But I just don't like really play it. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's just cool to have, right? It looks cool on the wall when it yeah. opens. Yeah. It's got it's got twenty four frets, which and I don't really go to twenty four frets, but right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I know. I'm glad it's in the other room right now, but I don't need to play it. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's funny though, too, because I was eyeing up some other stuff, and um, my wife's like, I always listen. I'll be honest. I'm married thirty five years. My wife always handles the finances. And, you know, I'm semi-retired, so, you know, I got to check with her, like, if everything's cool, bills are going to be paid, all that shit. So, there's, like, a couple of guitars that I'm interested in. I have now, I got 16 guitars here sitting in the house. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, babe, is it, you know, I'm interested, you know, uh, you know, I can get this guitar at Sweetwater, you know, and only, it's going to cost minimum payment, you know, $28 a month, you know. She's like, are you asking me? I go, yeah. I says, can we swing it? She goes. No, not for a couple of months. You got to wait. So I'm like, I put, you know, I put the boo-boo face on all that shit. You know? <laughs> so she's like, I tell you what. She goes, if you sell one or two of your other guitars, then yeah, go ahead. I'm like, sell one or two other guitars. Then we get into the whole thing. She's like, that one you never play. That one, look, look at the dust on it. I've never seen you even pick that up. Look at this one. I'm like, I might be yeah, but I ain't selling nothing. I want to add to the collection. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, with those guitars. I want to start collecting amp heads now. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But first, I got to buy a good cabinet. You know what I'm saying? Then I buy the different heads to check out with the cabinet. Get your 1960 and get a decent Mesa, then you're, you're oh, good to go. <laughs> dude, please. I look at those fucking, those Mesa heads, fucking $2,800, $2,900. I would love. It's, I can't believe it. God, it's dude, amazing. There's a, there's a using Ket in the top of the line fucking head. It's $4,200. I could buy buy another car for that. You know what I'm saying? But did did you see what they're charging even for the mini heads? Like they're 20 watt heads? Yeah. Those are going for $2,000. And I'm like, what? The 2000 used to get you an awesome, like, triple rectifier. Like, you got an awesome awesome setup back, you know, like 25 years ago. Yeah. But I I don't know. So I bought a plug in. I bought a a plug in for 40 bucks. There you go. Perfect. Listen, I want to yeah. play Demon Scar, okay? You guys just got a new song that came out, okay? The Coldest it Hell. It came out today. came today. out today. 
so far 25 people have streamed it <laughs> there you go that's freaking awesome and that's not including you guys playing it on repeat right <laughs> yeah actually my, my new strategy now is like i like barely even i don't even play david scar anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> i started doing that myself too it's like i used to play my music or pepper it in with my heavy metal playlists of you know, yeah. like other bands now i'm like you know what just leave it alone and ignore it yeah i just let it go ignore it if people want to spin it on repeat that's fine but I just I, I listened to it a ten million times when I was mixing it and yes. like, trying to put it together. So now it's just out there as is. There's but, a lot. Uh, yeah. When's this episode coming out? Uh, Monday. Monday. All right. So by then, thirty people will have heard the song. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have picked up three more followers. <laughs> hey, you know, don't th- you're, you're being funny, but I'll be honest with you, and I, I pay attention here. You're uh, unhealed project that only came out what maybe two months ago six weeks ago yeah. Yeah, last month yeah dude you already Not got a- you got 49 monthly listeners on that that's fucking awesome yeah i think i think it's yeah it's been about five or six weeks i think i'm up to like 60 like total listeners just on that's, spotify that's great dude Which, that's great yeah. again it may top out there but you know as it's you know it's it's out of the gate it's fucking it's flying yeah, it's like they just they just want us to keep kicking, pushing out content after content after content. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it happens with me too. It's like I'll put out a video and it's like within like, you know, three hours, it's like 60 people streamed it. I'm like, whoa, this is yeah. going to take off. Six months later, it's like 63 people have listened to it. It's like, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? I've also noticed like right before, like the week that a song comes out for us right. or an album or anything, I know it's like Spotify, I feel like knows that you have something coming out. And then I see like our numbers drop like a week yes. before. Yeah. And I'm like, that they're definitely doing this intentionally. <laughs> they're definitely trying to pull one here. But uh, yeah, I'm watching that all week. I'm like, we got the coldest hell coming up Thursday. This is going to be a good week. And then I see the last two days, like, I'm like, what's with like, like everybody's bailing today? on you, right? 20, but yeah. And, it, and I know they're, I know they're not just Spotify's and I just not putting our music like in the right playlist or whatever. And I don't mean right playlist. I just mean they're just not putting it out there as much. And I and I don't care either way. Right. But the coldest tell, I know 25 people right now, <laughs> less than 24 hours, have streamed this song. <laughs> from what I can see in the live stats. My mother, my and, father, Earl Schleib, my pet monkey. They were listening. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> yep. And my dog. So that's all good. All right. So coldest tell. Here it is. It's heavy. Let them in Our time is over Now it's time 
Listen to Biohazard stuff. It's so raw and freaking yes. like you know. It's just it's, but it's awesome and it fits the mood of the music. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna have that stuff overdub fifteen times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which brings brings me kind of like to like an, like another weird topic. Like when we're playing with these bands or playing out live, and then we have to wait an extra twenty minutes for like the next band to get set up because their MacBook isn't connecting with like the oh. system properly with the in ears and they can't get their metronome and the tracks to work properly. <laughs> Are you serious? Right. And then they go on what, and you then, playing, what, playing with Taylor Swift? What the fuck? No, no, this is this is not just Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's most most of a lot of the not most, but like a lot of the bands that we're seeing. Yeah. Especially, you know, kids in like their their twenties and early thirties, right? Like they'll uh, they they want to be tied to uh, like the fra- the, the fractal. Everything is meaty. Like they don't even have to press like a distortion pedal to go from clean to like dirty because it's all it's connected programmed. with the, with the programs. And I'm like, really? Oh, I'm like that's a thing. What technology come that far? <laughs> I. I was seeing this. I saw this big tribute band a few weeks ago at, at one of the beaches that uh, up by here. Right. And uh, I 
the the whole ba- band is masked. They have like hold a mystique behind them, which is kind of fun. They're like yacht rock, but like right. Um, they kind of like dress like as lucha libre type people. <laughs> and whenever like they it. play, whenever they play, it's cool. It's a cool game. Whenever they play, yeah. Whenever they play, yeah. <laughs> awesome movie. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorites actually. Yeah. Whenever they play, like sold out, huge, every everywhere it goes great. And so I, I, I went to the sound guy between their sets, and I'm like, I'm like, I didn't see that guy step on a pedal for like during Purple Rain, and he got a yeah. sick tone like during that solo. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh, he's got the fractal set up, and I'm like, oh, it's all, all right. So the drummers like just triggering everything's at the beginning of the song. They're all playing to the the, the click. Which is it? It's not easy to do that. It definitely isn't easy to play to the click all the time. But man, you lose that organic. Yes. Flow yes. What happened to the old days? Just plugging shows. in and fucking turning it up and just fucking playing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I remember back in the day, we didn't have noise. We didn't have noise gates yeah. neither. You know what I'm saying? You lowered your volume. Well, you you know you had the volume on your treble uh, pickup, and your your neck pickup was off. So when you weren't playing, you clicked it up to stop the screech. You know? I mean, just play. Yeah. It's just play, just rock out. I, I watched a video of the sound tech for Zach Wild, you know, when they're doing the Pantera show, and the guy is playing his whammy pedal for him. Like, Zach's not playing the whammy pedal. The engineer oh, yeah, yeah. behind the scenes is doing the fucking. Oh, yeah. Unbecoming, yeah. Yes. There's yes. there a funny uh, Instagram where Scott Ian was doing it for one of the early shows. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. It's funny. He ain't even I mean, doing that shit. Yeah, Metallica, Metallica, and I know Metallica's been doing stuff like that for years, too. It's yeah. like the tech will like, click them in and out. It's, it's I like the fact Metallica's crazy. smoking cigars now, and they're promoting big big 50-ring cigars. I like that shit. I'm a cigar guy. Yeah, James is, uh, he, he seems so free and happy now. <laughs> yeah, right? I guess since, uh, you know, I guess he got divorced a couple of years ago, whatever, and he always has his struggles on and off, but seems to just be embracing like the happy life right now. Just walks I, out, you know, pops a head, smokes a big cigar. I look at that shit and it's like, at what point is enough enough? You know, it's like yeah. I said, I was a trade on Wall Street. Now watch these guys, you know, 75 years old. The guy makes like fucking, you know, 20 million a year. It's like, dude. Why don't you stay the fuck home with your eighteen-year-old wife that you, you know, your fifth wife that you just married, and go on your boat? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how much money yeah. you need to make? It's like sit back and relax. Yeah, I, I, I mean, my, put out your own cigar line. You know what I'm saying? Put out your own freaking. I mean, I bought their whiskey. It was it sucked that up. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually holding my autographed blackened whiskey bottle right now with Rob yeah. Trujillo on. <laughs> I remember you got that. Yes, yes. I'm holding right now. You can, I'm thinking we're on. I'm thinking we're on fucking Skype. I was going to show it to you. I'm holding my <laughs> challenge coin. I got my uh, black black American. What is it? Black American whiskey challenge coin. I'm holding here. Nice. I got that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was cool. It was great, but yeah, I don't think it was that good. But yeah, you know. I mean, well, I mean, the, the the gimmick behind it, they said, was like, you know, we put in the barrels here. We uh, we actually play in Justice for All. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the the owner of Ruth Chris Steakhouse, one of the biggest and most popular franchises for steakhouses, he made the, it's it's. His his line is famous. We don't sell a steak, we sell the sizzle. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole thing with Metallica with the whiskey and all that shit is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just same with the Motorheads, you know, scotches and whiskeys. It's all the same shit. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's decent, you know, but it's not, it just says, it doesn't justify like, you know, say $265 for the bottle. Have you drank it at all or no? You just have it as a souvenir. I've had it before. I, I mean, this, this bottle I keep just sealed in my studio because uh, I got to meet him that day. Right. Uh, which was cool. Last second. It was like so random. Like on Instagram, it said, meet Rob Triello, uh, you know, like tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I was like, what? Where? <laughs> Jersey? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Calling I, sick. I, last second I drove. Yeah. Just crossed the bridge. And, and I couldn't believe there really wasn't much of a crowd there. It was like, it was wrapped around the building, but it was a small liquor store. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And it was. How was that? He's a cool dude, cool. right? Yeah, he was totally awesome. I mean, I'm always I'm extra quiet around those those uh, when I meet famous people. I'm not I'm not a big like go get pictures and autographs from people. Yeah, I just I mean it's just not my my thing. Like Nick Nick's big on that. He goes to all those conventions and stuff. But when I go there, I'm just like hey. <laughs> um, but uh, he he was totally cool. I, yeah. I I probably just said hey. That was probably right. the only <laughs> word I said. And he's like stick a pic, bro. <laughs> but it was it, it was awesome. You could catch these guys in like weird moments too. Oh yeah, no. Again, you know, I had this conversation. Um, I became very good friends with uh, Simon Daniels from Autograph. Um, nice. And um, the guy's a class act. He's amazing. And we had this very conversation. How sometimes you'll bump into these people, and it's like, you know, the hotel room's not ready. Uh, the guitars were lost; they didn't show up, you know, at the airport. You know, so they're not yeah. in a good mood. And then when you show up, you're like, "Hey, you're Simon Daniels from Autograph." Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, get the right. fuck out of here, man! Really, you know? Yeah. And you, like you said, you catch them at a bad moment, you know? Yeah, and which I, I get that too. I, I was just sort of, I was watching the video. Uh, it was uh, Keith Richards outside, like walking to his hotel or something. Right. And then he had like these five eBayers waiting outside with telecasters for him to sign. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't want to be like a jerk. Right? Yeah, but that's only attorney time. Okay, listen, $50 per autograph. Yeah. Oh, he should be doing like 500 for those guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not that he needs the money, but just, you know, just to put it into their fucking, into their, their, their cost fixed price there. Yeah, like like I said, I'm not big on the meet and greet stuff, but every once in a while, I end up just in that situation. Like I we did, uh, I did John Five opening for Motley Crue yeah, in Atlantic yeah. City last, last February, right? And I'm like, whatever. Like I, I love I love John Five. Always been a huge fan of his playing. Always thought he was way underrated as a guitarist. Yes, yes. But then when he walked into the room, <laughs> and it was just me and him. Uh, then I got total into like fanboy mode. I'm like, I've been waiting <laughs> yeah. for this moment for three months. I'm so happy. <laughs> I think you're wonderful. <laughs> he's like, he's like, thanks, man. Want me to sign your lanyard? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm like, you saw my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, that was a lot of character for me. <laughs> that's Sorry. like you ever watch you ever watch a Christmas story. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he finally gets to meet Santa, and he's like, what do you want for Christmas, little boy? And he's like, uh, uh, he's like, how about a football? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That sounds nice. Then he gets kicked down the slide. He's like, oh, Red Rider, BB gun. gun. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, like, the pressure is on. It's like, it's like, what do you say to someone? Like, again, okay, uh, you and I both, like, again, I'll say this, and I know 
I'm going to be correct. You and I both love Tony Iommi, okay? Yeah, yeah. If you met the guy and you had 30 seconds to say something to him, it's like, what would you say? Go. You know, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, I would say nothing. That's what I'm kid. saying. It's like, you know, it's like, what do you say to the guy? You know, it's like, all right, you know, it's, you know, this, this is it. This is, you have 30 seconds to talk yeah. to one of your idols. What and would you, you know, say he's to heard him, it you know? all, but he's heard it all at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you should ask, uh, next time you talk to Nick, ask him about meeting Tommy Lee for the first time. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Did he choke? <laughs> Uh, he gave Tommy something me- memorable, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I, can't, I can't say it. <laughs> oh, dude, he's, oh, God bless his heart. He's fucking awesome fucking is. He really is. I yeah. love Nick. What a fucking, I'm telling, uh, you know, and I'll say this right now again. And this will go in the show for sure, I think. Whether Demon Skull makes it famous or not, and God willing, I bless you guys. And, I, you know, God bless you. I hope you do make it. Nick, though, I got a feeling this guy is going to fucking, he's going to catch on. He's going to be, he's going to get noticed. Yeah, he is, he is a character. And, I, yes, and I've he always is. said it. I said, he's magnetic. He walks into a room. There's going to be people that like, I guess, <laughs> will attract the opposite way. But for most, most people want to be like, want to know his deal. Like they want, they want to interact with them and, and he wins. He wins them all over, unless like they're totally just like, you know, kind of impossible people to break. But I, I've seen it over and over again. And he's also like that, that guy. It's like I, we've pulled up to concerts, no parking anywhere. Like we're someplace really busy, no parking anywhere. It'd be right. like in the middle of Brooklyn, yeah. and then like a spot will just open up, like right next to like <laughs> where we need to be, the venue, and he'll just pull right in, like it's nothing. Like, he's got the gift. Got the gift. Huge yep. line of people will be wrapped around the venue, wrapped around the building. And he's like, no, no, we're not going to wait. I'm like, what are you talking about? We can't just yeah. be those people that just kind of like cut everybody. He's like, we're not cutting. So he just <laughs> kind of like walks over <laughs> the front. And then next thing you know, the guy at the front, and this has happened so many times. I'm not even, this is like just one story. So many times right. the guy at the very front's like, Nick, what's going on, bro? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, how do you even know these people? He's like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. He's got the hookup, son. <laughs> yeah, he's like the he's the mayor of like wherever we yes, are. Yes, 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 <laughs> like, the mayor. I think they, I think yeah. they call it the the Riz. Is that what the kids say these days? The Riz. Got is the, that what they call the, it? Yeah, look at look it up. I saw it on the Wall Street Journal yesterday. <laughs> they call it the Riz. Kind of like. Like you can't really like je ne sais quoi. Like kind of like have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That what? it X factor. Yeah, we've walked into many suites before at concerts just because he's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's fucking great. I it love happened. that we, shit. We're at, um, we were at Marky Ramon. And right. He does like his annual Christmas show. We, we, we were huge fans of that. We go every year Yeah. Uh, at Gramercy like in December. Uh, we notice we see just like two people like sitting in like this little balcony area. And we're like, well, how do we get there? This place is packed. <laughs> He just walk, he just walks right up to the guy. He's like, "Hey, he's like, hey, what's going on?" He's like, and I have no idea what he said. But next thing you know, we were just sitting like on the balcony with these other two with two other people. <laughs> yeah, places packed, shoulder to shoulder, big yeah. Christmas show, places rocking, yeah. and we're just up there front, like right on the right on the right up by the front side of the stage, <laughs> VIP seating. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> 
Again, the worst thing you're going to do is tell you, hey, you don't belong here, you can't be here, where's your ID, where's your pass, you know what I'm saying? Just fucking walk in like exactly. you know the place. Pat the guy on his shoulder, hey, brother, there you go, blah, blah, blah. Give him a fucking joiner, give him a fucking beer that's like watching the door and just keep walking. Yeah. But well, some people that, can't handle that. They can't yes, handle that rejection. The bed, so like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm a old Wall Street trader. I could fucking bullshit anybody too. You know what I'm saying? It's like fucking. What are you talking? About? Me? I'm the guy to put the bedrooms in this joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. All right, so Meds, listen. Before I forget, um, you guys are involved in like a couple of movie projects, right? What's going on with that? Yeah, we have two films that uh, Demon Scar is either you know performing in, or you got our music in, or you either actually have us in it. It's kind of cool. Nice uh, for the first time. Um, they're both either they're mostly in post production type uh, stuff. Now I don't know what the proper lingo is for this. Ed Mahomes teaching me a lot of crap. Yeah, I have no idea. So I got the Forest Hills, which uh, we've been talking about a lot online. Is that the Ed Furlong one? Yeah, Ed Furlong's in there. Shelley Duvall's return to acting after 20-something years or longer. I don't remember remember how long it's been. Uh, But yeah, horror icon, you know, like major, major, uh, you know, huge fan of of Shelley through the years. Popeye and all of that, you know, as olive oil. Um, so it's cool that we're associated with that. Um, but yeah, we, we have a, we have a track in that movie and, uh, you know, our singer, Nick, he's actually in it for a a couple scenes that I think, I think they're getting ready to announce a distribution deal. So that, that could be coming to streaming services, you know, somewhere soon. I don't know if it's going to be early 2024 or if it's going to be later this year, but I, I just hear that they're getting ready to announce something, uh, something big with that which is exciting um and then we have this other movie that we just became involved with uh this other movie we're involved with called uh uh, sweet meats yes we have a song in there called eat the people uh this the the filmmaker asked us to you know put together i guess like the title track that kind of you know gets things rolling explains you know the song uh, explain the movie about eating people (laughs) (laughs) it's a horror comedy it's meant to be ridiculous. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be gory and disgusting. Um, <laughs> it turns and, and obviously kind of like kind of that can't be vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember the Toxic Avenger? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Toxic Avenger and, and, and Trauma Studios and Class of Newcomb High, all like those old movies from the 80s. Like it turns out that Trauma is picking it up and they're the ones that are going to distribute it. So that's that that's that's news that should be out by monday by the time this podcast is out very uh, cool the same studio to do you know the toxic avenger which was like iconic for uh you know people oh yeah like it's a cult classic Demon sure. star growing up cult classic uh so it's kind of cool that our music is in there and demon scar it looks like demon scars can also get killed in it <laughs> <laughs> he said that nick on the last show yeah that's pretty wild yes. So if people want to come down and, and 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 maybe even be part of the film, uh, Jason's Woods in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, our annual Christmas show. Right now, the plans are the filmmaker is going to bring a little bit of a crew, right, up to Lancaster October seventh, and part of our performance, part of us will be in the movie there. Yeah, you guys, you guys do it every year, right? Yeah. Yes, I think this is year five or six that we're up to. 
Yeah, so it's it's really a cool, it's a great opportunity every year. We have fun doing it. They treat us well. You know, they let us skip the line on the haunted hayride. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking no, notoriety yeah. has its perks. We get to skip yeah. the hayride. Yeah. We get to see like, you know, a couple thousand people throughout the night come in and out. Not that they're all there for metal all the time specifically, but. No, we always see, we always see a bunch. Of, like, we saw bovine nightmares there. They came out to see us, or a bunch of friends that uh, cool. you know, we met through I love those guys. Twitter and all that. So it, it's always it's always a fun time. It's uh, our, it's our Halloween like party that we put together every year. It's I good. got I got to ask you a question. You may not know. Nick would probably know more, but this movie coming out, Sweet Meats. Wasn't there a thing that Nick did a while ago? I remember when I first met you guys, where he was like this butcher. Is that yeah, that this, or no? That's not related. He would he, Nick does like the haunts uh, on Long Island. There's a farm, right? Like but I thought he was actually in a movie as a butcher. No, that that was the haunted house stuff he does. Oh no, he um, yeah, it was the haunted house stuff. But he okay. filmed a commercial for like another haunted house down oh, in uh, okay. I got like you. Tennessee or something like that. Okay. Uh, which it looked awesome. And it was yeah, I remember I the, with all the meat hooks hanging, and he was into like walking in the cooler. Like I remember that. That was a yeah, while ago. Oh, so that was an advertisement for like a haunted place. Yeah, they were filming a commercial, and they oh, wanted okay, his character cool. in there. But no, he, he's it. done the butcher with us on stage. Yeah, about, yeah, uh, yeah. A few of the times at Jason's Woods, wasn't he? Was dressed uh, too as like a uh, like a uh, a cafeteria lady too, right? Once. Oh, that was a year or two ago. Yeah. Dude, he's yeah. fucking nuts. I love him. Oh, he's out of his mind. And the best part is, like, he, he doesn't, like, tell us ahead of time. He's just like, what is he going to oh, show, show up? up? <laughs> yeah, he's like, guess what I'm going to be? I'm going to just show up to wait. And then he shows up and I'm like, wait, you're the lunch lady? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Uh, Jared, your drummer, um, I know you're the voice of reason. You're the yin to Nick's yang. Uh, what's the deal with Jared? Is he a mellow guy like you, or is he more like a maniac like Nick? He's the middle guy. <laughs> okay, he's in between. I got you. He's the in betweener, which makes the whole system work. <laughs> so, like, he'll, he'll listen to my like reasoning, right? right. Like, yeah, 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 it makes yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and then Nick will say something completely like ridiculous you know like 10 year old humor like totally inappropriate <laughs> and, be like, and be like yeah yeah he'll jump in on that too so oh jeez, he, he's the middle guy he, he's the guy that is like probably is so fun at weddings right, right he can right. get along with anybody so like he can get along with somebody as boring as me and somebody as nutty as nick and he'll he'll dance the whole night and have the best time ever he's, he's a people person for sure See, you're funny. Um, you always you keep labeling yourself as the boring guy. I think you're awesome. I mean, and again, I think you and I get along great. So I guess we're both boring then. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no. I'm just. Uh, I think my normal uh, daily self is just fine. Just being this quiet dude that strolls through life, not trying not to look like a moron. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then when I pick up the guitar and I'm on stage, I just I'm something else. Like right, right. It just just slip into something where I don't, can't even describe it. Like you just kind of black out, <laughs> like go to like some weird place. Back, back uh, in the day when I used to play in the band and we used to play Lemoore's and all those clubs, uh, my gimmick was they used to feed me milk bone dog biscuits. 
<laughs> they used to give me a little milk bone dog biscuit. I used to chomp on it and he used to pat me on the head and I used to run the stage with you know had the Nady wireless yeah, system and run like a fucking maniac. Meanwhile, as soon as I get off, as soon as I get off stage, I was the quiet one in the corner hanging out, sipping my beer, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's like some of the shows that will will we'll play like local gigs and like they'll be like, All right, get to get to the the bar or the the club at like eight o'clock and we're not going on for like 11 and i'm like oh my goodness i gotta be out there and like interact with everybody for three hours before yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh i mean but is yeah. jerry gonna sing anymore i mean he sang on what yeah. hand of kings he sang lead on hand of kings um coldest health you heard him at the very end yeah uh tonight so um yeah he's he's definitely a big part he's he's I think he might be getting a headset. I think he actually has the headset. I don't know if we're going to go through with like the actual headsets. He's always kind of just done the mic like uh, next to the hi hat, and you turn his head and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, some of this the new songs that we have planned and recorded uh, for the future. Um, there's a lot of like harmonizing, and he's good at that. He's got Very a good cool. ear. He, yeah. he sings like in a cover band um, for like on the weekends for fun. Uh, with uh, with some guys, so it's like he, he has a good ear for it. Right, um, definitely adds a, a nice flavor to what we're doing. Um, but yeah, he's like the he's the middle guy. He's Dude, some of my us. some of my favorite Kiss songs were sung by Ace Frehley and Peter yeah. Chris. You know what I'm they saying? The They're Beatles, not, George, yeah. George Harrison had all like the hits as far as I was concerned. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely, there ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah, no, he's great and. I remember the first time we played Hand of Kings at, at Beery's um, probably almost a year ago. Or no, last January. The crowd went crazy for it. The crowd went nuts for it. Uh, and even in Milwaukee uh, a few months ago, right, second we got off the stage, the next band that was going on right after us, he goes, their, their drummer goes, I want to sing a song just like you. <laughs> oh, shit. You, like, love the idea because, like, it's, it breaks up the set perfectly. You know, if you're playing, like, a 30-minute set, Four songs, like right in the middle, smack dab in the middle. Your drummer's singing. It's like, what's going on? What are these guys doing? It's a, it's a highlight. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's going to be doing more, uh, especially with the backing. Like I always did, like you know, backing, like barking here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but he's actually Jared has like a good, a good ear and a good sense. Right. Uh, and he's also the guy that he he knows if something's doesn't feel right or feel like what we're trying to convey. He's the first to be like, no, nope, that's that sucks. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's not good. yeah. He might not know how to fix it, which is good. I right. like that. Um, but he'd be like, no, that, that's just not what what this needs to be. And I, and I appreciate, I definitely appreciate appreciate that about him. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a huge, huge asset to us. And he and he's just a fun guy. He's he's, he's such a good fit for Demon Scar. Um, it, it's like we he's been around for for forever as far as, as as we're concerned so it's good and it's hard to it's hard you know it's hard to keep three like-minded musicians together you guys you got you know what though no, you got it easy you have three guys i've been in bands with five guys and it's like five different opinions that nobody could agree on at least you got three you know what i'm saying it's like yeah yes no we, and the guy in the middle is the tiebreaker you know what I'm saying? i've had five people and it's like nobody can agree on anything yeah like uh we always talk about that every once in a while where i'd be like oh this would be a nasty 
part to the song if we had another guitar doing this. And Have you ever thought about that? Not to cut you off, but we're talking about yeah. it. Have you ever thought maybe adding another guitar player? Um, it, it, it comes up every once in a while. If I move back like, to Brooklyn, then I'm, I'm, I'm playing, you know that, right? Yeah, Whether you want me or not, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it comes up. I think, uh, at the end of the day, like we know we're just, we're just going to stick with the three piece, but every once in a while when we toy with the idea, we're like, yeah, it would be like my brother or it'd be this guy or that guy. But, um, but yeah, we, I don't think it would, we would function the same way. <laughs> so Meds, listen, I want to thank you so much. Episode 101. Uh, you guys are awesome. Demon scar unhealed. Uh, I can't, what, do you have another unhealed coming another unhealed song coming out soon or what? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw another unhealed track out there. Maybe October ish, maybe maybe earlier maybe later i don't know I, I, okay. it's practically done just you know you, you you're mixing you're listening to it through one set of speakers you're like yeah i nailed it then you play it in the car and you're like this sucks yeah it's like what <laughs> the hell is that thing? Of it right now yeah <laughs> so, it sounds like a chinese fire drill i get it <laughs> so I, I, right so the second single will probably be a song called sacrifice nick says he thinks it got, has like a prongy vibe like like tommy victor from prong so like okay. vibe like there um meet suicidal tendencies i don't know it's two all and a right. half minutes just like all the other unhealed songs will be so you do uh, got something new coming out you're singing too or what yeah that's the thing it's like i know the song would be so much better if i get trey to sing it but <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that dude get online for that shit yeah i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, he's such an incredible talent <laughs> yes he is hardcore vocal studio. delivery him and i had so a whole good conversation about this with his apartment it's hard now he's got to go to the studio it's a whole big to do oh yeah so if you but, want uh, to sing i'm sure you're gonna have to pay for his studio time for sure <laughs> <laughs> well so i know the song would be awesome if i had him do it but um for still it's still just gonna be all me because I, I think i'm gonna try to stick to that because i think that's the whole point of the unhealed project is right. just it's just it's just my mind it's not anybody else's mind and uh and yeah, that's it. Well, we look um, forward to it. That's for sure. Next couple months, it'll be out there. All right. Hey, and terrific. Listen, before we leave, I want to close out the show. I know you and Jeff Saavedra from Titanosaur every year get together and collaborate. Yeah. And you do a Motorhead song. Um, you guys always do them awesome. Uh, this year, we have uh, Born to Raise Hell. And uh, we're going to close the show out with that right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Can I go pee real quick? Can I go pee real quick? Can I go run to the bathroom? Like real quick. Sorry.
This has been Backstage with Spike. I've been here with my boy, Matt, from Demon Skull and Unhealed. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Be kind to one out there. Be cool. Be tolerant. Peace. Later. Grandpa, would you like to take us fishing and tell us life lessons and stories about your childhood? I got a better idea. Why don't you boys go dig a hole and I'll get another beer?